This is exactly right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Scott, are you ready? Curdy B, I am so ready to laugh and laugh and laugh. This is a sweet one, and it's, mm. a, and it's a nod at our beginnings. Here it is. Baby cow escapes slaughterhouse and is raised by deer family in snowy forest. Oh, dear. That is heartwarming, <laughs> and I think America needs it right now. Exactly. Mm. Utterly amazing news on this brand, <laughs> on this brand new episode of Bananas. Guys, gals, non-binary pals, welcome to Bananas. I am Kurt Brownoller. I am Banana Boy number two, Scotty Landis. Thank you for listening to the silliest little podcast there ever was. Curdy B, do we have any tour dates to announce before we dive into our hot, hot comedy guest? Look, all I'm going to say is Raleigh. Sorry. Yeah, Raleigh. Raleigh, now I know how to say it, all right? Everybody, Raleigh. thank you for the 1,000 messages. Apparently, I once said it, Raleigh. I apologize. Raleigh. Raleigh is almost sold out. Atlanta City Winery, almost sold out. Get your tickets September 23rd, 24th. Then, okay, here's the big... You Richmond, Richmond, Baltimore. This is all bananas. Richmond, oh. Baltimore, Brooklyn... November 10th, 11th, 12th, or tw 11th, 12th, 13th. I have no idea. And then we're going to Philly. Philly. On the December 8th, We're coming I think. to Philly. I don't even know if we have ticket link for that yet. First um, time to Philadelphia with the Banana Boys Live. Come on out. We'll be drinking vodka sodas. Bring your hot steaming confessions, and we'll read them and laugh. <laughs> we, are, we are joined, of course, today by... A woman we love so very, very much. She's second been on timer. the podcast. Is it second time or third time? I don't even know. I think this might be third. Oh, it's only second. second. I think we got her early 2021 when we were still yeah. all like creeping out of the Great Quar. Like, okay. It was good to see her face then. It's even better now. Um, she is a fantastic comedian. Yes. She's a wonderful actor and writer. Yes. You can mm. see her on Rutherford Falls on Peacock. Her last Hello. special, which we had her on to promote, which was so goddamn good, Girl Daddy on HBO. Yes, Max! Only Max! Uh, she's got a new special Tell that me comes out it. October 3rd, titled, If You Didn't Want Me Then, on mm. Netflix, Scotty. It's on Netflix. That's top shelf when you're talking stand-up comedy. It's a glow up from Max. Yep. Not, and I don't want anyone who works at Max and decides these things to think that I don't want a special on Max. I'll take <laughs> literally anything. I'm on YouTube. Uh, so please welcome to the show the wonderful and talented Beth Stelling. Hey! Thank you for having me, boys. Banana Hi. boys. So glad to have you back. Thanks for being on. Where did you record if you didn't want me then? I recorded it in my hometown of Dayton, Ohio, at the Victoria awesome. Theater. 
Oh, that's yes. so exciting. That's I did move. one show. It was 1,100 seats. I didn't think I could sell it twice. <laughs> it's one show, <laughs> one take. No pickups, baby. <laughs> Is there anything that you really wish that you had had another take of? Yeah, the whole thing, Kurt. <laughs> the <Yeah>. whole thing. <laughs> Yeah. I always think the first show is good, and then the second show is the one you use. I always yeah. think that. Look, we, we all make I mistakes. Don't know. Is what? that true? Do you? Yeah, hundred percent. Like, I've always first one. Yeah, for all three, all three specials, I've taken everything from the second show. I'm trying to remember the last one. Honestly, I think it was first show for me. Wow, really? I, I think a lot of people go first show. That's a little surprising. I think the ones that I've gone and seen the taping, and also it's funny when you watch when they cut between two, like if there's a first show, second show, and you're using different bits depending on the show, you can usually see if somebody's like sweatier yes. or their hair's yep. a little off in the second show. And like if you love comedy, you watch a lot, you're like, oh, okay, second show, they're a little drunker in that one. Yeah. They're a little redder <laughs> in the face. <laughs> I, 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 might I add a little too loose? A little too loosey goosey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, you want to white knuckle that. You know, you want to be locked in. Here we go. Live to tape. So you, yeah. all right, first take. When you watch I this special, Bananimals, just remember Beth is flying by the seat of her pants with this one. <laughs> no edits. <laughs> I, I think you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> that is what you want for the big first Netflix special. <laughs> <laughs> 1100 awesome. seats though that feels that feels Netflix special though you know yeah i think you know i i personally feel safest happiest uh in smaller spaces with people uh-huh. surrounding me so this was a lot for me to go in a big theater but like you're saying i kind of wanted to switch it up every special of mine has been smaller so i thought let's go big let's see what happens i self produced it and you self produced it and then sold it to Netflix? Yeah. Oh, my Smart. God. Congratulations, Beth. Yes. Thank you. That's, That's amazing. So I did. I took a risk. I bet on me. Uh, it was a terrible time in my life. Just know that when you're also... <laughs> <laughs> I was dealing with a lot. So know that it's extraordinary that I was able to make you laugh. And uh, keep it does together. Does it feel raw? Um, yeah. Nice. Okay, yeah. great. There's there's a, two tags that make me so sad that I didn't remember in the moment. Oh. Every time. Oh, yes. Every time I, I, I surprise myself with like, oh, you're nervous again? That's so silly. Isn't you know, it crazy? After yeah, so like, I'm long? like, I got this. I've been doing this. Here we go. I was writing on Rick and Morty season eight at the same time and touring the 26 cities. Some stuff was going on with my family. I was dating someone who yeah. was struggling. It was like a lot. And mm-hmm. I felt I always get like a little sick before. Maybe it's psychosomatic. So I always have like yeah. a gravelly voice. There's some fun riffs in it where I just joke. I don't want to ruin it for you, but I, I do a bit with the tea. I, I'll ruin it. I say it's sleepy time tea. I, I think it's fun. <laughs> I think it's a fun moment. I think it'll be fun. Everybody, when you're watching. Sleepy time tea on bananas before because it was created basically by a cult and it's yes. very strange. It's no, very strange. There's an insane story behind Sleepy Time Tea. You should Google it. It's one on one of our episodes. We Seriously. do a deep dive. And when I say deep dive, we read exactly one article. And very then light it. dive. Very, yeah. very surface. <laughs> it's just we skim across the top and make some Correct. jokes and get out. Just The pool, the pool was three all. feet. We had no options other than to But we got to the bottom of that three feet pool. <laughs> <laughs> Up to our ankles in celestial seasonings. Every single epi. Well, that's great. Congratulations. It's, Thank you. I, you know, a lot of people that aren't in the biz don't know what a big deal it is to produce a special and get it on, yeah. on a platform like that. So congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. October Thank you, 3rd. Thank you, guys. Um, do you want to hear about this baby cow? I do. Sometimes I think I look like one. Like, <laughs> no. Well, that face does cow. look like one. The one Wait. you're making does look cow-esque. Yes. Yeah, it's adorable if that's what you mean, Beth. A Correct. cute cow. Yeah. Uh, oh, so mine. this is here. It is ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was in People magazine. 
Heard of it. Um, big shout out to People give Magazine. Me- <laughs> big shout out to People Magazine. You've been going strong. You used to be a Some of the best in journalists time. in the land. <laughs> And now you're your own thing, and now you're mostly online. So congratulations mm-hmm. to People Magazine. <laughs> I love I the way your say, pages feel. Shout out to Tara Cote, who sent this oh, in yeah. on Instagram. If you Tara have any stories, please uh, go to our Instagram, The Bananas Podcast. You can DM us the stories you want to see on the show. Uh, this was in People, written by Kelly Bender. Ooh. Ooh. She bends She's it good. so good. She's the best in the biz. Mm-hmm. Baby cow named Bonnie escapes slaughterhouse and is adopted by deer family nice here it is wow. are we opening line thank you so much kelly bender Best are we days. are we out of the woods yet that's Ooh, the first good. line all right good. if you're bonnie the cow then yes this adorable brown and white cow now lives at farm sanctuary in watkins glen new york but it was a long scary and sometimes magical road to get there okay at four months old the calf fled her home in Holland, New York, which was a farm that raised cattle for slaughter, reports Farm Sanctuary. What made Bonnie run was the desperate cries of her bovine family who were being rounded up to be sold to a slaughterhouse. Yeesh. With her owners busy loading a trailer with confused cows, Bonnie seized the moment and galloped off into the nearby forest. Smart. Word of Bonnie's escape quickly spread through the neighborhood, and though those want... And Though those wandering through the woods would catch glimpses of the cow, none were able to capture. Weeks passed, and Bonnie remained at large. Yes. Many marveled at how the cow was able to survive on her own in the woods during the winter. They soon found that the farm animal wasn't alone. Cameras set up by f- in the forest by hunters started picking up footage of Bonnie surrounded by a herd of deer. Based on what the cameras were capturing, it appeared that Bonnie had found solace with the herd and that that Mm -hmm. herd, in turn, had accepted her. The cow traveled, ate, and rested with the forest creatures. This herd animal, though a different species, was accepted into a new group after losing her original family. While Bonnie was appearing to be surviving in the woods... Animal lover Becky Bartles knew this would not always be the case. Bonnie was a domesticated animal facing a cruel northeastern winter. After spotting Bonnie on a camera, she had set up Bartels, who owns the land that Bonnie was frolicking on with her dear friends, started approaching the cow. Throughout the winter, every day, Bartels would trek through the snow, pulling a sled carrying food and bedding for Bonnie. Eventually, the cow, who was terrified of humans after her last encounter, warmed up to Bartles and began approaching her for pets and snacks. It wow. sounds like a fairy tale, fairy tale, but Bartles knew it couldn't last, especially with neighbors who threatened to kill the cow if she wandered onto their property. Who are these neighbors? Jesus what? Christ. Yeah, that's nuts. That is nuts, man. Is upstate New York? Yeah, baby. There it is. Um, so Bartles reached out to Farm Sanctuary for help. Farm Sanctuary is a nonprofit dedicated to rescuing and caring for abused, neglected, and abandoned farm animals, providing them with a loving lifetime home where they can relax and not worry about being seen as food. Farm Sanctuary sent out a rescue rescue crew to meet to move Bonnie out of the woods to her new home. Took a few tries, but after safely corralling and sedating Bonnie, they were able to move her onto a truck that took her to Farm Sanctuary. After eight months in the wild with her dear friends, Bonnie is adjusted to her new digs at Farm Sanctuary. Here she has made new friends and is constantly showered with care and affection that she desires. Wow. Well, that's nice. That's a happy ending. It started just like a horror movie, and then it turned into something beautiful. Really I nice. want to know who, a lot of ways. who was covering the story from the beginning to see B- Bonnie escape. <laughs> I mean, how was that <laughs> footage was a, captured? There was how did they know she galloped? <laughs> yeah. How probably the person loading the away? probably the person loading the animals into the truck, right? They went to that the place to interview him and like, did you see any escape? He was like, yeah, it galloped away. <laughs> It galloped. I think a four-month-old cow is pretty big. I think a four-month-old it cow is, weighs like 200 pounds. It's already larger than the deer it's hanging out with, if oh, that gives you I a framework. I think it would have survived. Can cows not survive winters? It seems like they could just eat what the deer eat and hang tight. Yeah, it is. Yeah, on one side. <laughs> it, but it was, if it wasn't for 
the fact that neighbors were just going to shoot the cow if it came onto their yes, property. That makes um, sense. I guess that's the big issue is that humans are awful and terrible. Yeah. And yep. so then, that's true. Yeah. So, the, so Bartles was taking the things to the woods. The, the deer weren't scared. Why? How do deer survive, but a cow can't? That's just not That's part of nature. Oh, well, I'm saying, well, it's a wild animal versus a domesticated animal. You but know, it's just freshly mm-hmm. domesticated. It could have been right? taught. True. By its deer. It could have been maybe. Friends. That's yeah, what exactly. And maybe it would have grown antlers. I guess it would have grown. <laughs> they're, they're called horns. It's a visual skill that cows possess. <laughs> it's whatever they look at. It just grows out of their head. But that's, I mean, that's just really nice. Don't, who doesn't like unlikely animal friendships? It's exactly. the best thing that can happen. I saw a video of a coyote and a badger that are best friends, and it made me happy for two weeks. I love that. I, I remember I was staying, it was Christmas, and we were staying up near uh, Lauren's, Lauren has family in the Bay Area, and we were staying at her cousin's house who lives kind of seemingly in the woods, but it's actually just like the Bay area, which is just very woodsy. And, uh, Lauren let Zelda out. Zelda was young. Zelda was like maybe a year old or something. So very wild and let Zelda out to pee in the morning. And she didn't notice. And cause she was like super sleepy. It was like six in the morning. And then she looks up and like a buck, a huge buck with like a huge rack of antlers is just standing in the yard, just yes. like just chewing on grass. And then Zelda like comes out and like pees and Zelda's not even paying attention. Like my dog is not aware of things <laughs> yeah. and it's just peeing and then turns and sees the buck. And Lauren's like, Oh my God, no. And Zelda goes right up to like takes off towards the buck uh-huh. and goes right up to it. And the buck like looks up, looks at the dog and the dog's like barking at it. And then it just from a standing position. And this was like, she said it was big. It was probably like six feet tall and like, w- like the antlers were taller That's and it dark. just, jumped over a wall and left like it jumped like five feet in the air, like this giant from a, thousand like a pound jump? thing. Yes, a standing jump just from where Zelda was and just went boom and went over the wall into the woods. Get Definition that thing into the heat. Buck Olympics. Yeah, yeah. get that thing into the Buck Olympics. Why isn't there a Why Buck Olympics? There's there so many deer. Be. There should be. Zelda's no, never getting welcome into a deer family. I'll tell you that right now. Mm-mm. No, not she is not. Deer's watch, she really yeah, should isn't. be a deer. And she's Olympics. trying. I bet they, deer can do all kinds of things. Yeah. John, can, can you ride a deer? Catch socks on their antlers. If you're little, ride a deer. Small enough. If person? you're a little person, mm-hmm. yeah, you can definitely do it. Children can ride deer. It's been proven <laughs> somewhere in Russia. Somewhere in Russia, it's happening right now. It's the only way people get around. There's a whole town where the o- they only ride deer, and we don't know about it. Yeah, and we <laughs> never will. And that's sad, but we'll look sad. into it. We'll look into <laughs> it. That's so good. Scotty, give me a story. We'll look into it. We'll check that out soon. Steph Wood sent this in. Thank you, Steph Wood. Uh, this was in CT Post, which stands for Connecticut Post, mm. uh, written by, and she is damn good at typing stories about this kind of content, Shanice Holmes-Brown. I love Ooh. that Shanice Holmes-Brown. She's the best in the business. She certainly is. This one's cool. I think this one is a, this could open up a conversation between the three of us about just, mm. you know, it's a moral decision, okay. and where do you draw your line in the sand of morality? Okay. Connecticut man charged after finding $5,000 outside of a bank and says, I just took the cash and called it a day. Hell yeah. He's charged for what? Right. Being Finding lucky? The cash? Trumbull, Connecticut. Never heard of Trumbull before. Oh, Connecticut. Boo. New England. Boo. Trouble and Trumbull. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That should have been the title. headline. Yeah. Shanice. Um, a town resident is adamant he did nothing wrong despite being charged with third-degree larceny after what? police charged him with stealing a bag with several thousand dollars in town tax funds after he found the money outside the Trumbull Bank in May. Who's throwing he, a bag of uh, $5,000 on the ground? What are we ground? talking about here? He trumbled upon it. It's exactly. his for the taking. It is. Yeah. 100%. Finders keepers. Has they, have they not heard that law in Trumbull? 
What? <laughs> what was it? And I want to know what the bills were in. Ones? Five? Yeah. Tens, so, yeah. 20s? How strong is this guy? And also, uh, is this a bag? Like, is is it a bag with a money sign on it? Did he find it, a classic money sign bag? They better right. do that. I don't they know. I guess do the that. truth is, like, I'm the person who, like, would act if I walked out with a postcard, like, be like, oh, God, I have to take this back. So I don't person. know if I would genuinely take this money, especially if it was outside the bank. But why was it? I mean, is the it bank on the bank? is the part. Okay, so here we go. Robert Withington, Withington, 57 years young, turned himself in on Friday, according to police. Quote, Robert says this. I have never had a criminal record in my whole life. This is a crock of baloney. Yes, it is. Nobody's saying crock of baloney anymore. <laughs> no no That's one your is. next special, Kurt. Kurt Brown or crock of baloney. Uh, I found the money, and now it's probably going to cost me money, uh, Withington said, that he found the bag of money on the ground at 9.30 a.m. and figured it was just his lucky day. Yes, it is. It was. <laughs> Yes, it is. It was. Quote, I walked out onto the parking lot, saw something on the ground. There was no one around, so I picked it up. It's not like I stole something. No, it was not locked up. He's like not copping to this at all. Also, it is whoever's left the bag of money on the ground. You leave a bag of money on the ground, it's no longer your money. That's why you. That's why people are stressed about dropping money because that it's yes. no longer theirs. Yes, exactly. They gotta get I, quick. Get back. Get it. They don't I notice know, five grand's gone. I know a friend who was like selling weed and dropped a thousand dollars in a rubber band while they're skateboarding <laughs> away. It's like, yeah, whoever finds that, that's their thousand dollars. Yeah, absolutely. You dropped. He could have. He could have just assumed that this was a very successful weed dealer yes. skateboarding down the street with his bag of thousands of dollars. Happens all the time in Dayton, Happens Ohio. all the time in Trumbull. <laughs> kind of. Trumbull, Connecticut. Uh, according to a news release from the Trumbull police, an employee of the tax collector's office. See, this makes it even better. It's the tax collector's office. This uh, is Robin Hood. It's his money, probably. Yeah. Some of it. Uh, tax collector's office was on their way to make a delivery to the bank branch on Quality Street. Quality I mean, so Street. Good. Uh, but upon r- arrival, was unable to locate the bank deposit bag. So they threw it on the ground and walked yep. away. What? Yep. The employee oh. then reported the missing funds, Lieutenant Brian Weir said. Trumbull, first selectman. Which is a government position, apparently. The oh. first selectman is named Vicky Tesoro. She said the procedure for making bank deposits is the employee never travels there alone. Curious. Quote, they are always escorted by police or in a police car when they make a deposit, she said. They don't go to the bank alone. Tesoro, I'll remind you, this is first selectman, Vicky Tesoro said that she could not comment further regarding the investigation until it was settled. Detectives with the Trumbull Police Department investigated over several months, including in several months, several including months, including interviews. There's it's like ten minutes, right? If that's on the ground for ten minutes, it's that gone. is anybody walking by now owns that money. Yes, but it's, also it's not like he saw it drop and said, "Excuse me, you know, you dropped your tax funds." It's crazy. They uh, did interviews, reviewed surveillance videos, and learned that the bag had been dropped on the ground outside of the bank where Withington picked it up. Withington told police that he was in the bank that day and found the bag, which had almost $5,000 inside. He added that he kept it and felt no obligation to return it to the owner. He said, quote, it's not like this was planned out. Everything was in the moment. And it was like, I hit the lottery. That was it. Now it's starting to feel planned out. (laughs) <laughs> it's not planned out. It's not like I planned it with the person they were supposed to travel with. <laughs> I don't know anybody that works at the tax collector. What's her name? The first selectman or the best boy? Uh, Vicky T- Terroso. Yeah, first selectman. What a prestigious thing to be. Police I'm said for the first deposit selectman. bag was. Yes, you'll win. You can Nobody's win. Nobody's going to run against it. you. Because you know uh, it's an easy job when you deposit money at the bank. You can drive by and then, like a paper boy, just throw it from the driver's <laughs> side out the window at the bank, and that's legal. And if someone picks it up, they get arrested. 
<laughs> oh man. This is on Vicky. Uh, Yes, on Vicky and the delivery person. Absolutely. Withington said he runs a dog training business and his clientele can vouch for his character. Quote, anybody who knows me know I'm all about generosity. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm loving this guy more and more. I know. I know. There's something when I read this, I was like, I love if, if I got caught with that, I'd be like, I, I am so sorry. I thought that it wasn't a big deal. Like I, He's like, no, it's not a big deal. It was there. I took it. I moved yeah. on with my life. Um, he says, after living in this town for 20 years, I'm not looking for trouble. James Mose, who's an associate prodes- uh, professor of accounting and taxation at University of New Haven, said that he does not think the larceny charge will stick. Good. Larceny by definition, is a crime that involves unlawful taking a property from someone else without threat of violence. That's what larceny is. Oh, without threat. Okay. Yes. So you have to take it from someone. He didn't take it from anyone. Who's the the defendant? The pavement? Thank Thank you, Ben. God, she should be a lawyer. I'd like to call Uh, cement to the stand. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Just see if he shows up, of course. With glasses on. <laughs> Maybe it's asphalt. <laughs> we will never know. We're, none of us are going to tremble. <laughs> I'm actually, I will be there in December. Yeah, Kreth <laughs> is doing three nights at the Trumbull <laughs> Arena. W- w- Whittington's opening for me, actually, once, he, once these charges <laughs> clear. He's funny. <laughs> Intent is the key. They're going to have to prove he willingly took it. Withington said that he was not thinking about the implications for taking the money and acted on impulse since nobody was around to claim it. Uh, I'm struggling to find intent, the professor said. He should have turned it in whether it's Larson or not, but I don't think they'll be able to prove intent with this. So Withington said he did not notice any identifiable items in the bag as he was solely focused on the funds. Quote, I just took all the cash and called it a day. I don't even know whose it was because I didn't look. All I saw was cash. If I knew that was wrong in the first place, I would have given it right back. Oh, I, didn't I love think I was okay. doing anything. He's wrong. St- he stepped full a tad too far. He has stepped a tad too far. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on his side. And it is bold to be like, I found five thousand dollars on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and there is no way anything could possibly be wrong with taking it. <laughs> 57 years old. 57 years old. Trains dogs for a living. <laughs> this guy's all about rules. He's committed. It's all about setting boundaries and yeah. rewards. He's like, no, nope, this is my little milk bone in the sun. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if he, if he was smart about it, if he had a little time to plan, which sounds like it wasn't premeditated, one of his dogs could have picked it up. And then yes. it wouldn't even be on him. I don't know. Hey, right. Oh, I have yeah. no idea where the, where would I have returned it to. I don't know. The dog picked it up. The dog picked it he up, brought it home. Brought it, dropped it, it in the car. I don't know where it came from. Brings me treats all the time. What, am I supposed to give it Whoa. back to the dog? Now, I'm that an excellent dog trainer. What, I can't help it that my dog took this five grand. <laughs> my dog yeah. ate my five grand. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Screenwriters in Hollywood, when the strike ends, we're just going to have Ocean's Eleven with dogs. It's going to be huge. <laughs> this is going to be big. My God. Yeah, I mean, it's funny to me because, like, as the article goes on, he's just so defiant about it that you're like, okay, you could have just been like, honest mistake i'm so sorry also it didn't right. say in the article if he spent all the money which the smartest thing to do is you pick it up you walk to the closest store you buy gas cards and then you just start selling them you just yeah. get rid of them it happens every day with credit card fraud <laughs> yep <laughs> man when i was yeah, uh does he, have to get betu- back? he does yeah. he had to return it um yeah it didn't say he spent any of it though it's also like bud just reach in there grab what you can grab one handful and walk away. You're gonna get away with it. Yeah. Oh well. But the security we cameras got him. Yeah, they did. But it took months. That's the other thing too. Like it, it just seems like it was the perfect crime until it wasn't. And now he's mm-hmm. just digging his heels in. And I think he's gonna get away with it. I um, hope we're on his. When I was a freshman in high school, I it was I think it was like September. So I was probably 13 or 14. I was really a little guy. And there was a girl named Katie that I thought was really cute and kind of liked. And it was a weekend. And she was like, come on over. My Amy's over here. We're hanging out. So I ride my bicycle over. And when I get there, she's like, 
my parents are gone for the whole day and all they said was don't have any boys over and so there i am like with my bike ready to rumble hanging out like this is a big moment and so we're hanging out this big house wraparound porch like huge yard and at some point i'm like sitting on a tree branch because it's the most americana moment of my entire life with Katie and our friend Amy goes, oh my God, your parents are here. And like a car starts coming up the driveway and then she goes, oh fuck, my parents are here. So then this girl, two cars come up this long driveway and Katie just looks at me and she goes, climb, Scotty, climb. So I start climbing up the tree. She lowers down, drops to the ground. And And this is summertime? This is September, a Sunday. So it's sunny. So you can hide in the tree. Yes. Leaves haven't fallen. It's green leaves. Yes. And I climb as high as I'm holding on to the thinnest twigs at the very top of this thing. <laughs> and like literally like bending Not branches too high. under oh, the top of this tree. And car door shut. The, nobody door notices door. the boy's head poking out of the top of the tree. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you yeah. take off your neon shirt? <laughs> exactly. I'm sure I had a shirt with geckos on it. Yeah, yeah. sure. And so, like, I'm hiding truly at the top of a tree. You wearing Umbros? Uh, for sure, Umbros. Yeah. It's a risky choice when you're hanging out with yep, a girl you exactly. have a crush on. Exactly. But I was too in much, a tree, so... Yeah. It's too frictionless. <laughs> I was a lot bolder in my young age. And they're like, uh, get on... They tell the girls to get on I'm the I'm sorry, Go just ahead. really quick. No, no, no. <laughs> Umbro is one of the tags that I forgot in the special. <gasps> it's an Umbro line. Keep going, please. Please. Bananas. Now we can try yes. and figure out which one it is. Yeah. Guess the tag when when you're laughing so hard you have to pause Beth's Netflix special. Just say, did she say umbro right after mm-hmm. this? It's she, you'll never know. Um, so, so the parents are so they the parents are like get on the porch and sit down to the you? girls. They found no. you. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, but she, the dad knows something's up because my bike is in the yard. So he uh, knows something's going on. So he's looking around and he walks over to the tree and Katie's like, what are you doing? Don't be so weird. God, you know, like perfect teen angst. So then I'm up there and they say, we know you two took his credit card and we know you spent $3,000 at the bank last weekend. What? So these two girls had like bought, grabbed one of the dad's credit cards. Oh, no. my God. They went to Owings Mills Mall and just went to J.C. Petty and Claire's and <gasps> Sam Goody and spent $3,000 so at much the money. mall. Something, so, is, something is happening in that house that made that girl do that. That's my first feeling. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. such a bold, crazy move. That's so That's crazy. a big fuck you. Crazy. So wow. I'm up hiding up in a tree. So I'm hiding up there listening to this conversation and like one of them's crying and they're like, no, we did it. And they're like, we know you did. Is, is that shirt you're wearing? Like, is that it? So they're like, you're both grounded. You're both going to get jobs. You're both going to pay us back. Like, and it's four parents yelling at two girls. And I'm just up there like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. So then finally, Amy's parents, they drive away with Amy. Uh, Katie goes inside the house, and I'm like, okay. And it's Sunday, so I have to get back to my house before my parents are mad at me. And then I watch. When they find out that you spent six grand on the MasterCard. Thank you. (laughs) I didn't get that bike for free. Exactly. Uh, It's an Avanti bike. It's like the nicest bike. I made up a bike name. I totally made up a bike name. Avanti. It's a Huffy, Kurt. It's a Huffy. (laughs) It's a Huffy white I was thinking, what's a $6,000 bike called? Avanti. It's an Italian bike. Yeah. So I watch, so I'm like, okay, I got to wait for my opening and climb down from this very tall tree and make a clean escape. Okay. And instead, I'm looking through the branches and I watch her dad walk over to my bike, walk it into the shed, <gasps> his shed, come out with a riding lawnmower, and then I had to stay in the tree no. while no. he mowed no. the yard. <laughs> So I'm just up there watching my friend who just got grounded and knows I'm in that tree. Her dad just mowed their giant yard for at least an hour. I'm just up there hanging out. It's closer and closer to dusk. I had to be home at that time. So I'm just up there. This is pre-cell phone. This is pre-all that stuff. So I just was up there for the crime and punishment of it all. And then about, I would honestly say, maybe an hour and a half of sitting up in the (gasps) branches of a tree waiting. And then when he finally... 
finally put it away. I waited for it to be dark enough and slowly climbed down, not to break any branches, not to make any stick cracking sounds, hop down, run over the shed, grab my bike, and then just hauled ass down the driveway as fast as I could. It was like the most thrilling thing for a 14-year-old. It was fantastic. I I mean, like, okay, so I have so many questions. If this didn't get you your first hand job, I don't know what will. Yeah. Never did. We never hooked up. Did you tell her that I, w- I was in your tree for an hour and a half? Yes. And did, sure. was she like, you're a hero, you're amazing? Or was she yes. like, let's go she to the mall? Like, she was like, that is so funny. I'm grounded. She <laughs> she's, was grounded. Got, she's like, boy, do I have an outfit from a wet seal for you. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> it was exactly like, no, she was like, that's crazy. How long were you even up there? I was like, two hours. I was, she was wow. like, seriously, did you get cold? <laughs> Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did, and I was scared. <laughs> and then I had to ride my bike home about 10 miles in the dark. Oh, my so it was God. Not the best it miles. was 10 miles? Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, yeah, it was. In, she lived did in Glendon, and I lived in Reisterstown. And did you get in trouble? so far, Scotty. No, I think I got away with it because I, I mean, I think I got like in minor trouble where it was just like I was late, but I was, you know. Nobody knew. I was just riding my bike, but it was so funny. I went over there to maybe, I don't know, get a smooch or something, and instead just got got a bird's eye view of of Good Parenting 101. Wow. Wow. I'm just like, to be honest with you, if I were you, I don't think I would have liked her anymore after that. I would have been mad. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have liked her. I would have been mad. Yeah, that was awful. Yes. I would just been mad. Nothing like happened. I wait in a freaking tree. And not because you didn't get something like in return. I so, mean because yeah. she puts you in a bad position and you wait in a tree for an hour and a half. And she could have yeah, just come clean. Like She's already grounded. She's already grounded. Just yeah. be like, also there's a boy in the tree. Let him come down and let him leave. Yeah, he and I say mean, he didn't know funny. anything. <laughs> there's a boy in the tree. He didn't know he wasn't allowed to come over. Mom, <laughs> Dad, I know I'm in a weird place right now with you guys. I, I know I'm grounded and I got to get a part-time job and I can't drive a car because I'm 14 years old. But I gotta, I gotta shoot straight. There's a boy in that tree. There's a boy in the tree, <laughs> and I grew him myself. <laughs> I don't know where he came from. Well, I've never oh seen my. him before in my life, <laughs> Dad. Before you go out there on your Kubota riding lawnmower and mow the grass for two hours. Why don't we let Scotty climb down from 75 feet in the air and ride his bike home like a loser with a boner and umbros? And uh. nope. Just never, nothing ever happened between us, and enough wow. people from my high school listen to this podcast. The names alone, they'll know who I'm talking about. Oh, wow. I love that. Yeah, I pictured so the much. whole story in a, in my friend Sarah's house, who could have totally been. It could have been this scenario for us. Did you have a klepto friend in high school? She just had parents that were pretty. I don't know, absent in the sense that they would like leave yeah, us a money right. drawer, like and say you could get Chinese food. It was kind of like a free for all in that way. The best. We had all kinds of parties there. There was a there was a bed called the jizz bed. It's like oh, there wow. was yeah, it was like people would go in there and hook up and I don't know if it ever yeah. got cleaned. There was like computer access, internet access, a pantry filled with anything you wanted, and yet just yeah. like no parents. This it's sounds not like a, that every town has it. It's that every grade has it. Every grade has one kid in it that's just like, here's the free for all house. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you never want to be the parent that's like, if you're going to do cocaine, do it yeah. off my finger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just saw a comic by Ash Perlman. Again, I talk about him so much on this goddamn podcast, Love but it was, uh, it was a. <laughs> parent having a talk with like a teenager just saying look um if you're gonna drink we want you to do it at home and party with us <laughs> you, yeah. you got it for, you, you got it from us after all that's right let's tease uh, us into a break we're late yeah, buddy boy let's do it here it is scientists read dreams using brain scans good good <laughs> I'm ready to hear more about this on bananas. <laughs> Good. <cool>. More. Good. <laughs> Hit me. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Folks, we're back. Scotty, got any shout-outs? I do. I have four beautiful shout-outs. Kind of work-themed for no real reason. They just kind of lined up that way. Uh, Tanisha Lee Burkhalter has been nominated as the best chef in Salt Lake City for by C, uh, City Weekly. So congratulations, Tanisha. We hope you win. Let us know if you do win. That's very exciting. Zeke, Kurt, Zeke fucking did it. That's what he Zeke? says. He's been training to be an airline pilot. He's been flying for over 10 years. And as of last Wednesday, he is now 737 certified and can fly 737s. Not only can he, he's flown and greased six landings in a row, which I don't know pilot talk or airplane wow. talk. But I, I think greased probably means good because he sent this DM and not from the other side. He says, thank you so much for your amazing podcast. Zeke, congratulations on becoming a pilot. Maybe one day we'll be on your flight. Yeah, congratulations. Um, Mads, we love the nurses on this podcast, Beth. We have a lot of nurses listen to Bananas. My mom was a nurse. Thank you. Mads is shouting yourself out. There you go. There's another one. And men can be nurses. It's not just women, guys. Get out there. That's right. And and Uh, for a long time. For for a long time, my, my, one of my good friend Michael's dad's a nurse. <laughs> That's right. I, I was nice. thinking more like there are older men nurses. It's just not a new thing. I don't know why I said that, but my friend Michael's dad's a nurse. Nice. nice. It's a great job. We it's need wonderful. more nurses. Um, Mads is shouting herself out for passing her licensing exam and becoming a nurse. It's official. She says it only took several years and all of her money, but she's stoked. She stuck it out. So yay, Mads. And last but not least, our Bananimal, who is going by E, says that after years of trying to get diagnosed with a chronic health issue and nearly giving up, she finally found a specialist who confirmed her diagnosis and is now getting the proper treatment. E also wants to shout out all the other murder bananas and Bananimals who are not quitting while fighting their way through the atrocious U.S. healthcare system. Yes. So congratulations, E. We hope you get uh, all the treatment you need to live your best beautiful bananas life that's what i got curdy b uh, and of course we are here with the fabulous and wonderful beth stelling she mm. has a uh spanking new comedy special new. that is going to be premiering on netflix on october 3rd called if you didn't want me then please welcome back I don't know, uh, and uh, she's here. Uh, I'm so Beth Stelling. <laughs> Thank you for having me. The greatest. Thank you. And Beth has the great Zoom feature where no matter where she moves, it centers on her face and zooms in, and it is a delight to watch. It's really crazy. It's but how do crazy. I turn it off? I don't. I have no idea. I, I can't turn it on. I would do it in a heartbeat if I could turn that on. Me too. It that sounds like really a real fun. nice way to keep track of yourself. Yeah, yeah it's, it's good. It makes it seem like you have a robot who's tracking you, like a little guy holding mm-hmm. your computer and following yeah. you around the room. That's what it and, feels like. And who doesn't want that? <laughs> <laughs> it's coming exactly. for all of us. Yeah. It's an iPad on a ring light, you know. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's a so better. You want to hear flight. this? You want to hear about this, Beth? No. Okay. Nope. She's out. <laughs> She's oh, out. She signed off. She's I want to hear it. <laughs> Tell me. Uh, so this was sent in by Imogen. Uh, this is on the BBC. Uh, mm, scientists read read dreams using brain scans. Right. And it was mm. written by Rebecca Morell. This is, uh, she's, good. she's the best in the biz. This yep. is a fascinating article. 
It's from 2013, so it's 10 years old. And I was like, okay, if we can read dreams, then there's there's, there's going to be more articles than this. Yeah. Basically, they, this article is about how Japanese scientists are on the verge of being able to read dreams of people sleeping with an MRI machine. Okay. Um, so tracking brain function while someone dreams and then actually being able to associate specific things with specific types of narratives and then being able to literally watch someone's brain while they sleep and be like, you were dreaming that you were in a forest and you saw this and all this sort of stuff. I wonder how long you would would enjoy w- knowing your dreams before you get bored of it. I wonder how long this technology would be interesting to you, you know? Because yeah, at first I, it's so interesting. Right. Well, it would very quickly become boring, but... <laughs> like anything. But I don't think the first year YouTube was out. You were like, "Oh my god!" And then now you're like, "Look at this video on my phone." You're like, "I'd rather die." It's not. Yeah, I'm good. But I don't think it would only this tech would only be used for reading dreams. You know, Scotty, it would like you would you would be able to like put a hat on and just like think up stuff and then have it appear in your room. Do you know what I mean? That's not good. That's not Uh, good. uh -uh. But. So then, so I was like, sure, like if there if this is happening in 2013, then in 10 years, something crazier is what happening. Could go now. wrong between now and then in the world, you know? There is no other article about <laughs> <laughs> scientists reading dreams, other than this one article from 2013. Until, until okay. recently, okay. um, bananas from across the world started sending this one in. This one, I this one, the first one I saw was from Robert Woodbury. Thank you so much. Thank you, this Robert. This is wild. This is from. Uh, just August 17th, 2023. This is a Smithsonian magazine written by Will Sullivan, best in the biz. So good. Scientists recreated a Pink Floyd song from listeners' brain waves. Wow. So electrodes collected brain signals while people listened to Another Brick in the Wall, part one. Then computers produced a garbled but recognizable track. Okay. This is... Wild. So it's okay. literally the the machine is just reading someone's brain waves and then compiling and pumping out what your brain is hearing. That's nuts. So yeah, here I'll just give you the beginning. A computer model has reconstructed a snippet of a Pink Floyd song by reading the brain activity of people listening to the tune. In a new study published Tuesday in the journal PLOS Biology, terrible Plus, name. Heard of it. Participants with electrodes on their brains listened to another Brick in the Wall Part 1 from the rock band's 1979 album, The Wall. Researchers then used the computer model to convert the electrode signals into audio. The recreated bars sound garbled and hazy, a distorted echo of the original track, but unmistakable elements of the song's rhythm, melody, and harmony shine through. It's a technical tour de force. Robert Zatoria, neuroscientist at McGill University in Canada, who did not contribute to the findings. Good. <laughs> says of the research to the New York Times, Hanos Kiros. These exciting findings build on previous work to reconstruct plain speech from brain activity. It's now like we're really, yeah, now we're able to really dig into the brain to under, unearth the sustenance of sound. It's like, uh, it's like you're listening to the music underwater. That's what it sounds like. Okay. It's like that makes sense. Almost like, like you're listening, or through a skull. <laughs> yes, like through a bunch of matter the size of a brain. Like it's crazy. Um, so this yeah. is that is wild because they're going to be able to start reading minds. They're going to be able to start reading if they can. Yes. Yeah, if they can shazam a brain to hear music based on wavelength, then mm-hmm. once they have your voice and your vocabulary, they'll be able to know what you're thinking. There'll be something that can be able to tell what you're thinking. Exactly. But this is be- oh, they collected buddy. this by by putting nodes on you and then playing the song for you. Yeah. So they would they would put the the, the electrodes on the brain, or maybe it was an MRI. I'm not sure. Um, and then I think it was an MRI We're not scientists <laughs> and then and they would play the that, that specific 15 seconds and then they would like see and map it and then like play it over and over again and then they had a recording of a person listening to the song and they essentially gave it to this like neural net and it reconstructed what it thought the song was without having a reference to what the original song was right I've it's- never felt dumber Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Good. 
Yeah, it's almost like I'll do that to you. (laughs) It's almost like I refuse to learn what you keep saying. (laughs) You know, it's like I hear the words coming out of your mouth and I'm over here going, how is that possible? It's like the Internet. I don't know how. I don't know how it's possible. I don't. I just don't. I don't even believe it is my point. Oh, you don't believe it? I like this. No, I think like, what are we talking about here? We need to listen to the brain and then show you the... My vote is stop right now. My vote is look, look what we've done with AI. What are we doing? We don't need to read each other's minds. The, I, when I look around a crowd of people, when I'm at even a party of friends I like, I don't want to know what they're all thinking. Mm-hmm. I don't need to know. I think that's creepy. I, everybody, the last privacy we have is between the years, and I'm like, it's good. I don't need anybody to be like, Scotty, try on this really funny hat. I'll be like, great. And then like... We hate him. He he has horrible thoughts. We don't like him anymore as a man. <laughs> I say You're cut right. it off right now, nerds. Give it up, nerds. <laughs> yeah, I don't need anybody knowing what's in there. I already shared too much. Exactly. That's our job. But I do think it would help people who are nonverbal, I suppose. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can have like a little, like, you could walk around with like a little head that would talk for you if you were like yeah. nonverbal. Okay, I'm back on. I'm <laughs> I in. think you're back nerds, on now. Keep doing it, nerds. I like what I'm <laughs> but, hearing. But similarly to like maybe someone who's never heard or who, who's hard of hearing, yes. and then sometimes when they go to speak, that's difficult. I want. I don't. That's the part I'm tripped up on. If they were nonverbal, how would yeah. how would they know what the brain was saying? Right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. A little so bit. you could say you could show that person like a picture of an apple, and then record mm. what happened in their brain. And then show them an apple a couple times, record what happens in their brain. And then you just do it with a bunch of words. Okay. And so then you see where it lights up. Yeah. (laughs) And the only thing they can say is apple. (laughs) Yeah. Or you just stick with what works. Apple's a big company, and it's a funny thing to say. It's a good punchline for a lot of jokes. Damn. That is wild news. Yes. That's crazy. That is, that's a good I'm one. I'm sorry it befuddled everyone so much that we didn't even have fun with it, but Scotty, <laughs> we give too. me a last That's, that's pick, kind of on me, story. yeah. I, I, no, I that's not on I, you. I was a bit of a stick in the mud on that one. I often do bring in stories that I think are fascinating, and everyone's like, well, that's scary. <laughs> no, I think that one's very fascinating, but I do think also <laughs> shut it down, nerds, unless it's <laughs> unless it's a nonverbal person carrying a head that starts speaking it for it. <laughs> then I say, fire at will, nerds. You're doing great work. All right, Scotty, send us home with one. Okay. A dad drove 17 hours from New Jersey to Disney World when his family's flight was canceled and didn't even step foot inside the park. Yes. Power dad move here. Uh, This was sent in by John Richardson, (laughs) PDX. This was in Business Insider India. It was in other places, but I chose Business Insider India. One, didn't know that was a website. Two, it was written by the most Indian-sounding name in the world. Monica Humphreys wrote this one for (laughs) Business Insider India. Best in the bizwax. Um, Nathan Montanez didn't. Um, hadn't planned on a road trip. Instead, he was tasked to drive his wife, Jill, and their two children from their home, New Jersey, to the airport. From there, the rest of the family was going to fly to Orlando to a Disney World vacation. But after a canceled flight, Nathan took a much bigger task on, driving 17 hours straight to those theme parks. Jill had spent, his wife, had spent months planning this trip to Disney World for their two children. They planned to visit the Magic Kingdom, blah, 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 go to Orlando theme parks. Nathan, on the other hand, was staying behind to work. So on the day of their flight, when Nathan dropped his wife and two kids off the airport, 15 minutes before their departure time, United Airlines canceled their flight. Um, 15 minutes flight, before their departure time? They yes. were, they're missing that flight no matter what. Yeah. The next available flight wasn't for two days. Uh, I Where do they live? <laughs> Alaska? <laughs> you know, New Jersey. There's no airports near New Jersey. There's this none. Is a, this is to another Tampa? reason not to fly United. Thank you. <laughs> Nobody's talking about I'm it. I'm flying United tomorrow morning. Uh-oh. Oh, God. I haven't you flown them since You think you are? Gas up the car, Kurt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I explained to my kids that sometimes life gives you lemons and we'd try again to get to Disney, Jill, the mother said. But Nathan had other plans for the lemons in their life. Uh, 
Uh, bye. He headed back to the airport to pick up his family, who thought they were driving home, but instead Nathan set off for Florida. When we got in the car, we were all defeated. He asked if we were ready to go. We said, yup, thinking we were going home. Then he told us to get ready for a long drive. Then he put on the song, On the Road Again, and told us we were driving to Disney. By the Nathan Grateful drove, Dead? No, by On the Road Willie Again by Nelson. Willie Nelson. Yeah, by Willie, Willie Nelson. Nelson. They might have covered it. Um, Nathan drove 17 hours straight, more than 1,000 miles to get his family to Disney World. When the family arrived in Orlando and didn't miss a single day at the theme parks, Nathan turned around and headed back to New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> this is so great. Uh, what a dad move. Uh, he missed just one day of his supply chain's networking job. Not many people in this world would do that, Jill told Good News Network, and the kids absolutely appreciated what their dad did for them. There you go. And you know what? They're, they're in for a rude awakening <laughs> when they try to take their return flight back and United informs them, if you're not on your outgoing flight, we cancel yeah. your return flight. So exactly. they, had, they got fucked by the airplane on the way back as well. Yeah. Oh, boy, I didn't know that. That's they all do that. If, you, stuff. If, you're not yeah. On, yeah. if you're not on your original flight, your, your return's canceled. Yeah. What? Because Which is they, so bogus. It's so yeah. bogus. But wait, they did hit, you have a reason why, Kurt? Why do they do that? Oh, it's um, it's called skip lagging, um, and they and they think they lose money on it, but I don't know how they do. There's a website called skiplagging.com where basically mm-hmm. there's certain flights that if you're trying to get to Tampa for say for instance, sure. um, um, but you book a flight to L.A. that just has happens to have a stop in Tampa and then get off the plane in Tampa, it's often cheaper than flying to Tampa oh. or something like that. Um, and so if the person doesn't take the next flight, they claim they lose money, but I don't know why. Um, so they've been trying to shut this United sued them and they lost the skip lagging company, um, because it's often just cheaper to book a round trip than it is a one way. I got it. That's nuts. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, they're screwed. So Nathan just dropped them off and then drove back he did 30 hours straight 32 hours Some, straight yeah he he made it to work the so he missed one day of work so yeah he drove and back he missed no time with his mistress because that's exactly what's happening <laughs> he <laughs> is he's like cheating. He's not, that's right he's just like i'm getting this time alone i don't give a shit if i have to drive 30 hours i am having four days alone in the house <laughs> that's right. i ordered maggiano's on gold belly for me and marcia and it arrives tomorrow <laughs> Uh, oh, Beth, thank you so much for being on the show. You're welcome. I'm here to bring the um, the worst case scenario with men <laughs> at all times. Smart. Honestly, our Honestly fans appreciate smart. that very, very much. Plug if you away, have a broken picker, can... <laughs> I'm your girl. Uh, plug away. Okay. I'm going to be in Atlanta at City Winery September so 8th. Oh, and... it's going to miss you by a couple yeah. weeks. Dang! And then wise guys in Utah. Are you getting the? Are you, are you getting the wine made? Yes. Good. We are too. Yeah, it's I think exciting. It's fun. Did yeah. you? How, how did you do your label? Did you do your own? I or? sent a picture to them, and they're like, "We'll send you back a design," and that's never hasn't happened yet. I, they, I, I have like been so. In, the communication's not amazing. <laughs> yeah, City Winery, come on. They're come probably. On City they're making it's a crazy thing to make a wine for every I guess all they're doing is printing out a label for the wine that they have but still and I think you sign the labels and then they slap yeah. it on if yeah. I'll drink it I drink yeah. it drink you end up drinking all your own wine <laughs> we lost four thousand dollars I had fun I asked if they could um, change my date instead of the date of when I'm there to my special so and then I got a case for the premiere smart Oh, that's smart. smart. That's great. So that's the plan. October 3rd, Netflix, if you didn't want me then, catch me on tour, bethstelling.com, backslash tour, Atlanta, Mm. September 8th, Utah, Jordan Landing, September 15th, 16th. I'll be in Fort Collins, 
September 21 and 22 or 22 and 23 or something. But animals, get out there. Go see Beth live. You're going to love her. You're going to laugh and laugh and laugh. So much. Thank you guys for hyping me. I always appreciate you having me on and all your love. I hope you feel loved by me. Hope you see you soon. I haven't seen you in real life in two years probably. I know. And the last time you're right, the last time we were on here, it was very like, we definitely had fun because we were just being silly, but it was like, it felt... It was weird. It was the times. I know for sure that I was in a very like weird place because it just oh, was yeah. like, "What we are we doing?" Not to, not yeah. podcasting. I just mean in life, it felt so weird. Obviously, the whole Absolutely. world experienced that. But now we're coming out. Now it's all blue skies, except no stars again. Except no work. <laughs> we're all unemployed because of our unions but that's I fine know. we support them we will work someday yeah. yeah i hope i get to see you scotty maybe mm-hmm. we can Let's all get out. together i'll text you barbecue oh yeah bananas <laughs> is that the sound of a banana <laughs> that's how i end it Bananas is an Exactly Right Media production. Our producer and engineer is Katie Levine. The catchy Bananas theme song was composed and performed by Kahan. Artwork for Bananas was designed by Travis Millard. And our benevolent overlords are the great Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. And Lisa Maggot is our full human, not a robot intern. Bananas! Bananimals, follow Bananas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love what you hear, feel free to rate and review our little show. And of course, please visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Bananas merch.